All right, well, welcome to Around the Horn on Zag Nation, a unique glimpse into Gonzaga baseball, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. With this being our first episode, you cannot have a GU baseball podcast in any form without starting with the man himself. The all-time wins leader, former head coach, and one of the most notable figures in the rise of GU athletics, Coach Steve Hertz, a man who goes by many nicknames from 14 to Silver Fox, to Hertzy, to simply Coach. He has a bronze bust of himself on campus, and the baseball field is named after him. Welcome, Hertzy. Michael, get loose. There we go, man. So tell me a little bit. So tell the world. Tell Zach Nation a little bit about why, what brought you to GU and the evolution of it all. Okay, first of all, there's a lot of great men before this bag of bones ever set foot there. So, uh, and a lot of great men too. So, uh, we'll talk about about those individuals maybe, hopefully, a little bit later. Um, but I was, uh, you and I come from the same neck of the woods, the San Fernando Valley, which is kind of crazy since. Do people know you're my son-in-law? Uh, I don't think we so. We can go right to that early. We might as well get that straight now. and They can start thinking about, you know, weird recruiting things if you want. But <laughs> Hey, you recruited your uh, son-in-law. Come on now. Yeah, well, I should, have been, I should have been paying way more attention, I guess, uh, you know, when it came to recruiting. Uh, <laughs> Michael, Michael was a highly recruited uh, left-handed pitcher from uh, Southern California. I mean, he was. And so uh, it, uh, his arm kind of went bonkers on him, his shoulder for, to be specific. And, uh, um, but he was, he was my lefty. Uh, he didn't like that I called so many breaking balls because he had a, literally a great one. And uh, he was trying to tell me how hard he threw. And, and so we went back and forth on that. But, um, yeah, my, my we can get to your essence. Let's do you. Let's do you. A little, you. Bit, a little later, you. I guess. Thank you. Uh, gosh, that was a long time ago, Michael. I'm in my 70s. And so, but, yeah, I, I will tell you, it's, it's fresh in my mind like it happened yesterday. And uh, I was, uh, went to two high schools, Chafee High School and Taft High School to graduate. Um, a couple other guys uh, that played uh, at the junior college I went to. I didn't, didn't get recruited by any division ones like you, big boy. But, <laughs> but uh, I did get recruited at the local junior college yeah, L.A. Pierce College, and uh, it just so happened, unfortunately, the guy that was the head coach and and uh, recruited me passed away that summer. I, you know, God God bless him, but uh, that's what happened. So we went in cold, and uh, a couple other guys, a guy by the name of Doug Sensei. Uh, I was third baseman at the time, by the way. So was he from Monroe High School in the Valley. 
And guess who won the job? <laughs> Wasn't me. The <laughs> uh, sensei went on to have a great major league career. And, uh, and I had to find my way onto the, every team I played on to be a, be a pitcher. You need one more pitcher, right, coach? Always need arms. We'll so, talk about that too. Yeah. So um, I was looking to I was looking to walk on at UCLA, Christian, and uh, uh, that's all that was. But it was all that I had. I got a call one night at home, and uh, my mom said, "It's the coach, Steve. It's the coach from Gone." gone uh and i go well, let me take it so i you know and it, it was larry kentop uh a zag great in his own right and uh he make a long story short offered me a scholarship and i said well thank you very much coach i'm i'm actually uh gonna walk on it at ucla he goes we play them you can start against them <laughs> recruiting tactic i like that it really happened i mean it it, it happened i uh, i can't remember the outcome of that game which is bad news when you're trying to reflect back 60 years or so right it means if i had won i'd probably remember the whole thing we always say all pitchers need that really short memories <laughs> so uh i said well thank you very much i appreciate the call and i hung up and my dad comes in the room and goes, who was that? I go, well, it was the coach from Gone in Spokane. And he goes, Gonzaga in Spokane. I go, yes. He goes, that's a great school. Bing Crosby went there. <laughs> <laughs> and I, at least I knew growing up in my household who Bing Crosby was. And uh, so that my dad knew that right away, which was kind of cool. And so this is all over goes, I like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's the turn of, you know, like we're, we're sitting in Spokane right now, right? Mm -hmm. Both of us. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if that little twist doesn't happen, um, I don't have the two most beautiful uh, grandkids in the world. And anyway, you could go on and on about that. Sure. So he says, call him back, call him back. Long story short, we, Vicki and I, who we've been married for 50 years this year mm -hmm. and high school sweethearts. And uh, uh, we decided to go visit the school. We get off the plane. In those days, you got off on the tarmac all the time, mm -hmm. uh, not just occasionally. And it was snowing as, we, as they opened the door and we looked at each other and went, oh my God, it's snowing. <laughs> We've never seen it snow. And we, I think before we got to the bottom of the, the stairway, we said, this is, this is where we want to go play. And uh, we did. And, and that's, uh, that's how my recruiting started. Yeah. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. So here, here's the big question. Put your recruiting hat back on, right? An all-time yeah. wins leader. You, you coach for over two decades. 
you still hold the single season wins record, right? 48 of them in 1981, right? Why be a Zach? You know, uh, this is not a, a quick answer to a fabulous question. Um, I, I, in all, and in all my years, Michael, mm -hmm. um, I'm proud to say I've been asked that question a lot uh, by virtue only of my lots of years breathing in and out as a Zag. And uh, people say, where, where does that nickname come from? Um, what, what does it mean? And, uh, all of, all of us who, who are Zags and people who didn't even go there, but have fallen in love with this, this school, this, yeah. this concept of Zag, um, uh, are, are really, are really so fortunate. It's, um, and it's not, and I've, I've also been uh, uh, granted the, the uh, oh, the, the idea of coming up with that word, absolutely not. There, it, was, it was in the vernacular around Boone Avenue long before uh, I got there or was born. And, right. and I know this because I, research the heck of it and all you have to do is walk down the top to the first floor and the second floor of the of the ad building or that's what you and I remember it as it's now college hall right and, and but I'll always call it the ad building and you go you go back <coughs> you go back to before you know the 1880s and there are team pictures of football teams and basketball teams, and yes, baseball teams in the 1880s. I mean, guys, it's, I get chills. It's, it's awesome. Right. So there is so much when, when talking about there, there's a lot of zags that uh, aren't going to get the pub just because of technology. Right. Uh, that you and I will enjoy and, and our kids. So, but Zag is something I, I do have to say, yes, I heard that word, that one syllable word. I wanted all our, our with Gonzaga baseball, I wanted our whole essence to be concentrated in one syllable, Zag. I really did. And it came from a, I'll give credit to a, a great baseball coach out of Southern California. And, and I'm sure you're aware of him, Wally Kincaid. Mm -hmm. And Wally Kincaid was the, was the roots of a great tree, Dave Snow, Augie Garrido. Um, that's, that's the, that's the tree that Wally Kincaid began. And it was at a junior college, uh, Cerritos Junior College. And they were called, they were, their nickname was like some bird. I, I don't even remember what bird, but it was like, and they used, they had a blue shirt. When we go play them, 
They had a blue shirt or their uniform said Bert. Now that's a pretty obscure, but everyone who knew baseball knew, ooh, you played the birds? Really, it, it had this aura to it. And I thought, that's what I want for this program. It needs to have that. It needs to have something that creates more than uh, I swung and I hit it, or I swung and I missed, and I threw a ball or a strike. Uh, I didn't want things to hinge on that. I wanted things to hinge on character things. And so, yeah, I pushed that. And, and we got, and some of our, our kids at home, who are your relatives, by the way, and you know that they have old, just zags, zag t-shirts everywhere. I wanted to plaster the world with Zag t-shirts. Zags, Zag, Zags, go Zags. Yeah, now it's, <laughs> and, and everybody who's a Zag or follows the Zags in any sport has uh, reason to be proud of that. Well, it's just like Dave Snow's dirt bags, right? Yeah. So you started to put it together, it's a brand, right? And I think yeah. when you start to talk about the evolution of our program, yeah. right? And you think about this, uh, this coaching staff wouldn't be what it is without you, right? You think about it. Mark Maktoff was a assistant coach under you, an associate head coach under you, right? You recruited Danny Evans. You coached Brandon Harmon when he was still in high school and American Legion ball. So. Uh, Tell, tell us about your thoughts on this coaching staff, how special they are. Yeah, uh, when you said uh, Harmon's name, I thought, three years. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw Winnie great. into this, too. you got to throw Winnie into it. So we got this, yeah. and Evan Wells. So you started to put them all together. And, and the Bobcat, too. That, Bobcat, oh, yeah, Bobcat, for sure. Is our, is our trainer, and, it, and is as close as any coach to those players, and maybe – Maybe closer, right? Right. You 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 went through owies and injury. Um, I don't know if Bob, it's a good Bob name was, was he there? No. No. Brad Bachmeyer. Brad Bachmeyer. Another yeah. great trainer. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, this uh, this coaching staff, I I have uh, the great honor of uh, meeting Mark Mack. I heard about Mark Mactoff when he was in high school. And uh, he was arguably the greatest all-around athlete to come out of Spokane. I, I mean it. Like he still holds, he's 6'3", and he holds, still holds the record in the GSL basketball for rebounds. Ooh, Dennis Rodman and Mark Magtoff. I like this. You know, why? why? Well, I'll get into that. You know, we'll talk about that. You know, his character and his competitiveness, ridiculously off the chart. Um, he was in football in high school. He was a linebacker, defensive end, 
No way. Linebacker and, and, and tight end. And he, and he dominated every game he played from those positions. That's difficult. Okay. You're not the quarterback. Right. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, in baseball, which I would have to say he was a really good baseball player, but not as good as basketball player, football player in high school. I mean, he's really good, but, and so uh, I made, I went and watched him play and I go, wow, he's uh, a tremendous competitor and, and a gentleman on the field. His family was, knock your socks off, wonderful family. And I made one recruiting call to him just just to make sure that down the road, and here we are a long ways down the road, he and I are very close. Um, why didn't you ever call me? <laughs> I didn't want that to be the case. So I called him. I go, Mark, congratulations on your year, having a great year. I would be amazingly remiss if I didn't call you and, and say, uh, is Gonzaga in the cards at all? And he says, Coach, thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's so gracious. And he said, I, I'm actually, you know, looking at Stanford because of football and baseball and the UW because of football and baseball. And I go, hey, you can be the greatest intramural football player of all time <laughs> at Gonzaga. <laughs> uh, he, he laughed. And I go, I'm just kidding. So I say, hey, best of luck to you. I know you'll be great. And, and there are many stories on top of that one. Um, harm is like, I feel like uh, I had something to do with him growing up. I mean, he's sophomore in high school. He played for me all summer. Junior in high school, same thing. Senior in high school, same thing. And, uh, and then he goes to Gonzaga. And, I, and I'm proud to say I had a little bit to do with making sure that happened because he was such a great competitor. And I think he owns it. I don't know, Michael, you'll know before. I, but I think he owns the record for most appearances, which is a great that means so that up really quick. You're pretty darn close. You know what? Correct. How about that for a stat? Because that means the head coach decided more than anyone in history to put you in this game. I love that. Is that a bigger stat than your seven shutouts as a pitcher? Second all time in program history. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So. Harm is like I'm related to him, like you. And um, um, Danny, uh, I, I'm going to take I'm going to take full credit for that because we were <laughs> and you were on this road trip. We were in San Francisco. I said we need a we need a. a a quality division one shortstop that can come in as a freshman and play. And I flew to Phoenix. You guys flew to San We came in the same year. We're the same year. 
Yeah. So he arrived on campus same year as me. There you go. Yeah. So so he, you weren't on that trip. Nope. So stop being so. I know. You didn't mention your seventy. made a better story. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I go to Phoenix. Mac takes the team to San Francisco. I meet him. Meet him there that night. I come into their room and then Mac goes, "Well, how how was Evans?" And I go. We want him, absolutely. He is the guy. And so I'll never forget the next week he comes to visit and Mac is out there. He's literally on his hands and knees making the shortstop area of our field like perfect, taking little rocks out of it. <laughs> he did. That's so that awesome. Danny Evans would pick Gonzaga to move on in his baseball life and boy has has he ever and then down the road he met some gal named kelly and they have two of the cutest kids on the planet and uh, he's been you know and i saw has he been here then 19 years I mean, is that now you're aging now you're aging me so, I know, and that's okay. Stop right? that. Even though you have very little uh, uh, gray hair, yeah, I see it, I, and that's bison stuff there. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's from managing the bison. Yeah, that's right. I have a, I have a few that, that that they contributed to. So, so think about so think about this coaching staff, right? You think about the team they've assembled, right? Fifteenth uh, in the country. First in the WCC, uh, if you could describe this team being around the game as long as you've been around in this kind of 20 or 30 seconds, what does this team uh, uh, show itself to you as? Um, we've got some – I don't think we're spectacular at the plate. I think we don't strike out. I think we have uh, uh, a bunch of guys that come to the plate and can put up good at bats, like a lot of them in a row. And uh, they're, and so that speaks to me. They'll take a walk, they'll get hit by pitch, uh, and they won't strike out. That stuff right there. Anytime you put the ball in play, you have a chance to be efficient, move runners knock runners in. You don't have to hit home runs and knock runners in. Yes, we've been way more productive with, you know, extra base hits and home runs and all that stuff. And this guy's going to be a, you know, a third round pick or an eighth round pick. <laughs> but this team is really efficient offensively. Okay. That's one thing. When you get opportunities to score, you this team gets them in. And now, led by a freshman. Led by a freshman. Cade McGee, if you think about him, as you told me the other day, he doesn't play like a freshman. No. He's not Cade McGee. He's Darren Holton. <laughs> that's who he is. That's, a, that's so, a really dark, really darn impressive comparison. It, it really is. Is Hulk, Hulk, now Hulk is Brandon Harmon's best friend. Same year in high school. They played together on those three, uh, what was the name of our team? Blue Devils. 
You helped, you helped me with that team. Yep. You were the pitching coach. So was uh, I? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Am I wrong? No. Okay. So um uh and Hulk was one of the most advanced players for a high school player I had ever seen. Now we all concurred, don't we? That if his back hadn't gone out, oh, he's big league. He'd be in the big leagues playing. He'll he'd play for 18, 20 years, yeah. right? Hundred <clears throat> percent. And so he and Harm were hooked at the hip, and uh, um, so so think about this. Oh, okay. So you brought you brought up Kate McGee. That was that yeah, that's me. me. I I took you off. That's on me. Okay. Now. This team, speaking about this teams, uh, they're efficient offensively. They roll up great at bat. Now, with the with the impact that Danny has had on this program, Max a offensive guru. We know that. Danny is a defensive guru. We have had how many years have we gone in a row now fielding its at 980. It's amazing if you think about it. It's amazing. Danny, Danny played, right? Travis Jewett was your assistant, one of your assistant coaches when we played, and he was a nitpick about defense, right? I always joke with our 13-year-old players that Jewett used to always say, you can always pick your teeth up, but you'll never be able to make the same play twice. <laughs> That's a great line. He had <laughs> a few great lines. Yeah, he did. Whenever I was mad at him for doing something, he'd just crack some line like that or joke, and I'd start laughing, and I'd then I'd love him again. So, that, so that's that's how Jewett was. He was awesome. But oh. Danny, Danny has been uh, a, the influence defensively, and you don't win like they've won. Uh, they're without question the most dominant, successful baseball program uh, in the West Coast Conference the last decade. And, and so you have, you have Max influence and you have uh, Danny's and then Harm, they've got with this team, I, I've never seen anything like this. I've been around a lot of great programs, Christians, Bruins, um, Augie Garrido's Titans, um, Dave Snow's Dirtbags, um, uh, Scott Muckey's. <laughs> Crespi Celts, if you forget Crespi Celts. Come on now. No, no, I love the Celts because how many Celts have became Zags? Well, magic, of course, like Chris McGann. Chris McGann. <laughs> there are a lot. I'll bet there were eight. Sure. Eight or nine. I always so say Mark knew, Mark knew what he was doing. He was a great baseball man. Mm-hmm. And uh, that Scott Muckey was Michael's high school coach. So um, that, that, now the arms we have, you keep quoting. Now I don't. I'm not. I'm, you know me. My my grandkids, your kids, 
will go, hey, Papa, Papa, how hard did you throw? I was a pitcher. How hard did you throw? And I go, well, Joe, they, they didn't have guns. They had muzzle loaders back, you know, in the, the old times. They had those kinds of guns. You're not Walter Johnson's age. You're right. right. But they didn't have, but they honestly didn't have. And so I go, Joe, the way we said it back then, how hard did you throw? Hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to start using now. I'm going to start using hard enough. Hard enough. Hard Mm -hmm. enough to get it by those guys. But, um, but I know about velocity and that. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk about that deeper. But um, these guys, I mean, Gabriel Hughes is upper 90s. He, he pitches at mid-90s, and he, he takes it up a notch. Now, that to me is the true uh, 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 ingredient to a great pitcher if they can go, okay, this is, I got to punch this guy out. And you can do it, and they do it, and they get a punchy, and they go and they and they pitch their game that way. And oh, need one. And so Hughes is that way. The kid who's not even—he's got a a bad uh, finger right now—is uh, William Kepner. He's the hardest thrower of the ball. I guess he's throwing the ball hundred miles an hour. I've never been, I'm, I'm a hundred years old. I've never been on a field where a guy threw the ball a hundred miles an hour. So I can't wait for the day. He, he gets healthy and he comes back at the end of the year and he, we, we jump on him and ride him to the promised land. And uh, so we got that guy. Then you got this young kid, uh, Tristan, which I think of Brad Pitt every time I hear the name Tristan. Why, why do I do that? Yeah. Um, movie about Legends, Legends of the Fall. <laughs> yes. Okay. Tristan Brailing is another sits at mids, can bump it up to highs, 90s. Then we got a guy coming out of the bullpen who is, who is the, it's like the guy they bring in to pitch to Roy Hobbs. In the natural, remember that? Oh, he's, he, he's, he's a you were gonna, That's you were that's, gonna, that's uh, uh, Brody Jesse. Brody Jesse. I always say Brody Jesse. If you were gonna write a a story, uh, a a western story, Brody Jesse is the name of a gunfighter. Seems yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, Jesse James, you know. So, so tell me this. Do you think when you look at this team, uh, people always say winning a, a league championship, going to a regional, making it to a super regional, and the potential chance of every ball player's dream to make it to Omaha. Mm-hmm. Is this pitching staff deep enough to give us a run at a super regional? Yes, truly. And if they get Kempner back and he's healthy, yeah. and they have that bullet, yeah. and then they have another guy named Owen Wood, Owen Wild, Owen Wild, not Oscar Wild, 
Vicky, what she's the English teacher in the family, not Oscar Wilde, but Owen Wilde. Yeah. And I watched him pitch for the first time last weekend. Mike, he's he's legit. He's fun. Have you seen him? He's fun. Yes, I've seen him live. Fun. Yeah. And to yeah. think about it, he really changed everything for himself. When they went to Oklahoma State and Stillwater, we swept Oklahoma State at their place, which really uh, kind of put a stamp on the quality of this team, oh. especially the pitching staff. And, and Owen came in and cleaned up a mess that could have quickly gone the wrong direction. And he looked like a senior out there when he put out two guys in a row and completely stopped the momentum of the Cowboys. So. I just I keep going back. I've had an opportunity. Obviously, I live here. I uh, we watch the games. We're close to the program. I just don't remember last time we had a pitching staff this deep to even be sitting here and talking and thinking that we're we're well ranked in the middle of the top five, and we have a guy who throws a hundred who can't pitch right now. I mean, that just shows you how deep we are. So, and I think that while I love his mechanics. Oh, I love it. Just, it, it's so clean. And, oh, and, and he's l- low 90s, and he's just a sophomore. He's going to be, by the end of the year, he's going to be, you know, he, he's going to be uh, getting stronger. But And then there's other pieces to that pitching staff, Mike. I mean, they, uh, they don't throw 96 miles an hour, but they can pitch. Right. And, and we've seen this. And, and, you know, damn me for not remembering all their names in succession, but there's five or six guys that have had a lot of experience on a Division One mound already in the last couple of years that can go in and get a big out or eat some innings here or do what a staff needs to do, not just all the glory, but get you through uh, and, and hold off somebody. So, yeah, to answer your, your, uh, your big question, uh, this, this team has, you know, it, 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 yeah, yeah they, do. They, have, they have what it takes. Now, now, think about this. We can go into so many more topics. We're going to have you back on. There is no question. No question. We could sit here for two hours. Oh, right? I love it. Yeah, but I think I think what we'll do is uh, I'm going to save a couple of these topics for a later episode. But but before we go, though, I thought what would be fun is we could go through a little rapid fire here and ask you some questions. See what comes out. One word answers. Don't think too much. One one word answers. One word. Pretty much. Right. All right. All right. So who meant more to beat Bobo or Ed Chef? Sorry, I'm having trouble. Please try it in a little while. Okay, Alexa wants to Pick talk. Yeah, up. I like that. So who? Who meant more to be? Bobo or Ed? Um, not even close. Bobo, 100%. I love it. Marco Gonzalez's, think about this, Marco Gonzalez's changeup or uh, Darren Blood's slider? Oh, Darren Blood's slider. <laughs> <laughs> Knickers or long pants? Oh, knickers. Knickers, I love it. Favorite pregame song during BP? 
Oh, what's the name of that song? Um, you know it. Is it Kryptonite? It's Kryptonite, yes. There we go, Kryptonite. Run, runner on third, tie game, one out. Do you squeeze bunt or go for the hit? You squeeze him in. Perfect. And one moment, if you think about it, one moment that encapsulates Gonzaga baseball. Ooh. Okay, we're in the West Regionals at, at, in Tempe, Arizona State. We've won the first game, and we beat Washington State, as a matter of fact, five to one. It's, sometimes the winds come back to you pretty quick. I like that, dropping that. <laughs> I like that. Good job. Um, and uh, the winningest program in the country that year was UNLV. And they had a left-handed pitcher named Herb Pryor, All-American, top draft pick. And uh, uh, UNLV had beat Arizona State that night. So A-State was 0-1, and, and UNLV and Gonzaga were 1-0. We had a walk-on sophomore pitcher named Tom Gorman, uh, who we flipped the ball to to start this game against Herb Pryor. And it was a barn burner. And it was to get to the championship game. And in fact, if you win this game, you're not only in the championship game to win and go to Omaha, you have two shots at it because That's they huge. had lost already. So it's, it's, it's going, it's going. We're ahead three to one. They come back, tie it, or they don't tie it, three to two. It's the ninth inning. They're the home team. He's still out there twirling a nifty 11 hitter. And I've got a guy named Wade Leach in the bullpen throwing gas. And he could. And I get on the phone. They're at, they had phones back then. We get on the phone. This is 1978, by the way. My first team. Mm -hmm. And I call my assistant, Mark Fishback. I go, how's Leach throwing? He goes, throwing gas get him in there because the guy at the plate with two out in the bottom of the ninth inning runner at second and first and they're going to be going there's you know and uh he's got i go okay time out and step out of the dugout to go get leech and get gorman hook gorman and I step across the line, the third base line, and Gorman goes, hold it. And I go, and I remember thinking to myself, hold it. I'm <laughs> taking you out of the game. And I get to the mound. He goes, get the hell off my mound. I have this. And I look in, and the batter is an All-American named Vance McHenry who played in the big leagues a lot of years. He's a right-hand hitter. I got a guy in the bullpen, right-hand pitcher throwing gas, and I'm going to leave this left-hander in there that is throwing a nifty 11-hitter. And I did the smartest thing I've ever done. 
Nothing. You he walked goes, away. Get the hell off my mat. And I think I, I turned around to leave, and I think I mumbled something like, well, well crowd him. Get it on him. <laughs> and I before I got to the dugout, the first pitch jammed him. Little slow roller to Smoky Salmon's at first base. He steps on the bag. Zags win. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, That's I'll never get tired I, of hearing that story. That was that was that was my best. Well, ladies and gentlemen, former head coach Steve Hertz on SI Zag Nation. Love you, Hertzie.